Okay. We're back. Back. Uh, this week with... We are back. Black Mini. Cavalcade. It's an album from 2021, and it has eight tracks, 42 minutes long. Uh, let's just get right into it. Parker, how about you give me your top tracks and your overall impression first? Yeah, for sure. Um, unsurprisingly, I was a biggest fan of the more mellow tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, just due to personal taste. I did think that most of the songs in this album were good. Um, the only ones I was uh, meh about were Crondo, Malicia, Patea, and um, that was the only one where I was like super neutral on. The rest of them were good. My favorites were Marlene Dietrich, Dietrich, uh, Di- Dietrich, Dietrich, Diamond Stuff, Diamond Stuff, and. Ascending Fourth was the absolute best on the album. All right. So all in all, pretty solid. I thought there were a few weak spots uh, here and there, but overall, it's pretty good. I thought they could use a bit more variation in the hellish songs, Mm -hmm. but it's not a huge criticism. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they really nailed a bunch of the sounds they were going for, especially on the mellower ones, but they also... The more demented ones were also very well crafted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. All right, I'll go next. My top tracks were John L., Marlene Dietrich, Condra Malachia, uh, Patella, Dr- Diamond Stuff, and Ascending Forth. Um, my overall impression so, I have listened to Schlangenheim, which is their prior album, and I think this album. Is not. It's it's not worse, but it is different. Um, and it's got more variety than Schlangenheim had, I think. Um, they really, with the variety they showed in this album, they demonstrate that they're pretty interesting musicians and aren't a one-trick pony when it comes to the sounds they can produce. Marlene Dietrich is uh, an example of this, and Ascending Forth. Um, because those are kind of outside of what Mac Mini usually does. John L. rocks. Um, the lyrics in these songs are when you can uh, discern them. Pretty good. I think the songwriting is good. There's also a lot of really interesting like explorations into sort of chaotic noises. Like in John L., there's this one right after he says, um, this was the scene on Main Street when John 50 came to town or was in town or something like that. Um, they in- in- inserted some like just wild piano riff that is totally atonal and crazy, and I like that because there's <laughs> a lot of interesting sort of just little added instrumentation that they put in there pretty tastefully, and I think it works. Um, all in all, I think that this album, it's a pretty good follow-up to Schlangenheim. Um, I wish it were longer. I wish I had more of it for some reason. I mean, already I think 40 that minutes. They, they could have gone further. Yeah, it is. It's 40, 42 minutes, but these... No, I thought it was pretty... I feel like... Pretty solid. It is solid. It is solid. I think it's solid. I'm just wondering, like, why... 
I think it. I think it's. It's really just really good. I just think. Um, hmm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm wondering why it doesn't hit the same way as Schlangenheim, which is a similar album. Anyways, we'll discuss that. Nico, it's your turn. Top tracks and overall impression. Yeah, top tracks. Honestly, I uh, like a lot of. Um, and I guess initially hard to palette music um, like it's purposely unsettling in some parts or in many parts um, yeah like as you but if they're well sorry like a lot of music that is unsettling but has a lot of depth and um, kind of obvious talent and artistic merit uh, upon multiple listenings um, like a lot of these songs uh, I ended up really liking. So I don't really know. Like, I don't want to list all the songs as my top tracks. I guess top, top. Well, I guess the lower end would maybe be Dethroned. I didn't like feel mm-hmm. super strongly about Dethroned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked uh, Marlene Dietrich and uh, Condra Malaysia Patella. Mm-hmm. And slow and diamond stuff. But I also yeah. like, you know, Hogwash and Balderdash as well. But I think maybe diamond stuff was um, among top three, I guess. Because, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I kind of liked how soothing and, like, seemed like the, it's almost like a display of restraint um, after... Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty like severely chaotic and I guess intentionally haunting or unsettling sounds uh, that like kind of pop up intermittently in this album mm-hmm. um, yeah overall impressions I think it's uh, I mean it's really interesting it's <laughs> it's kind of I mean, even after listening to a bunch of times, it's a little bit hard to, like, pin it down. down What's going on? Um, Just in terms of, like, genre or, like, uh, I don't know. It's just experimental, right? Like, I... But it's kind of... uh, uh, The instrumentation is impressive. Um, The... I, I already said this, but the kind of control... When you're making stuff like this, <clears throat> I think, obviously, well, our views are the, my views and the two of you, although I don't have such a hard stance, is uh, brought up mm. about just, just for like a very silly contrast, uh, which is Sam you'll be insulted by, but I think it's just for the sake of arguments, could be interesting. What? Like when you compare it with something that's cacophonous like The Garden. Um, yeah, like you mean something chaotic. that's disordered. That's just loud. Um, You're comparing two things that are loud, not two things that are. They're just loud in both. In well, both they share distortion. something. The garden is the uh, garden. They share. They do share something. They're also both music, finish, but dude. Uh, um, what I was saying. Go ahead. Um, stuff like this is very interesting and refreshing and good, and it shows. Yeah, you could argue, and I might even argue that the intention behind the garden is to do what they're doing but stuff like this is impressive and more easily more impressive because it takes 
much more skill, and you don't have to go on faith of authenticity or faith on, um, you know, oh, this is actually, that was just their vision, and then you can judge it based on did they achieve their vision. Uh, and then you can say, well, is the vision good? This is just a very skillful display <clears throat> of um, instrumental and, and poetic and lyrical uh, experimentation that has, I mean, it's hard with something as chaotic or kind of uh, dense as this um, to pull out like a, a story or whatever. Or something like, um, I mean, it would take me longer probably to pull out like what I truly thought were the themes. Although this is, yeah, it just it strikes me as content laden, uh, which are all good things. Okay, um, the album, um, the instrumentation is definitely unique to to rock. There's a lot of times where the riffs they're using are very repetitive, staccato, and unconventional. This was definitely the case on Schlangenheim as well. Uh, John L. is an example of this. Condro Malaysia Patella also. What do you guys think of how these songs are structured? Because they're definitely not conventionally structured. We usually um, we have things like, um, you know, these spurts of repeating well, intense or rather just fast staccato. Both. Um, hold on, Parker. Start fast staccato riff sections, and then we have you know lyrics, and then there's a breakdown, and like also there's a motif in the album where there's like, duh, 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 and then it's silence, and then it goes into something else, and then we have um, you know a lot of weird instrumentation sprinkled out throughout too. It's almost progressive in a way, like mm -hmm. progressive rock. Marco, what you gonna say? Yeah. Well, to answer the beginning of your question, or maybe the full question. Under both John L. and Hogwash and Balderdash, I wrote uh, Chaos, Chaos, Chaos in my mm -hmm. notes, um, which I believe that's what they're going for, both uh, in their songs and with the album art. I don't think it's chaotic. I really don't think John think L. Is, is chaotic. Well, I mean, it's not, not it's, truly chaotic. It's an approximation of chaotic, if you mm, want to get very technical. No, it's not in any way chaotic. I think it's just, it's just um, like wired and frenzied. But it's definitely very orderly. Like the, the one characteristic I would say about the instrumentation is that it's extremely orderly to the extent, to even to the, to the degree that a lot of these riffs like are of notes that have the same length so it's like you know it's very orderly but it's also like it's like makes you anxious i think is what i think the sam i think you're correct but well you're correct about the part of the song that you're talking about but when parker says chaotic as the song develops there's just like metallic screeching like, yes, there's a lot of noise that, in there. There's that noise is typically there. like chaotic, right? Like that yes, is there are something definitely that you could describe chaos. as chaotic. That doesn't mean that the song doesn't have structure, and it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. But they're, I think they're successfully getting onto the like, 
well, I, I especially I, the music. I did watch the music video for John L. I didn't for. I think mm-hmm. there are two other videos for this album that I didn't end up seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'll just draw from that because we said that we were going to watch. I think at least the John L. one, um, or you recommended mm-hmm. that. So yeah, I recommend. I don't know. I mean, it's like something. <laughs> there's certainly order in that music video, but the synchronized dancing is not actually synchronized. Um, right? Like they're sort of moving the same way, but there's like something not quite right. Like they're some of the dancers are slightly behind, and then they're clearly being given directions to like make slightly different movements. Um, and it's kind of like the I don't know. It's like some crystal deity. That's like it's some cult or something, right? Like then the... it's a guy who comes to town. He starts preaching some crazy shit, and radicalizes the entire town, and then they depose him. Yeah. So. So yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of this um, collapse, right? Because the idea of like some kind of preaching or divinity. Um, but mm-hmm. something's not quite right, and then it collapse into chaos, or like a, a loss into chaos. Mm-hmm. I think that's the arc of John L, or John 50. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I, it, I think it's, uh, it's interesting. I, having chaos in a song does not mean that there's no control, or like a lack of um, uh, prior thought or something. Which is what I was trying to say about like yeah, contrast it with just loud band or just uh, chaos like noise bands, um, and this is just so clearly not that. <clears throat> mm. Which is cool. Um, Where do we think the album succeeds in its at best? Like, what's, what is its best quality, and what does it? What limits it? Uh, I mean, just for this band. But for, on this album, I think it might even come even clearer. I, I mean, I, most good vocalists ha- are very distinctive. Like their voice mm-hmm. is very distinctive, and because this is a somewhat strange, intentionally strange-sounding band, or like they make music that's, uh, like sometimes unsettling. All but then different. I think on this album, yeah. it's interesting. I, I mean, I don't know Schlangenheim well enough. Like I've listened to it a couple times uh, with mm-hmm. the but mm-hmm. um, I guess the know, it's interesting. Like the voice, I think, is very important because it, especially on this album, because it ties the uh, very frantic, um, sometimes chaotic, uh, scary sounds and scary songs and. Uh, I guess creepy delivery of lyrics or like the mm-hmm. slow poem affected affected yeah um so yeah yeah John 50 or mm-hmm. uh, I don't know some parts of the other ones hogwash and balderdash I guess is the easy other one but they're more uh I feel like the voice is like and the tone of voice and um I guess tone quality of the voice are like mm-hmm. extremely vital in tying the album together because um, it just makes the payoff on um, the slower songs that are almost like the lyrics go from these like demented poems 
yeah. to uh, like lounge singing. I don't even know yeah, how, like how to describe it, right? Like it's a something like that. Um, yeah. And I really like that. I, I thought it was really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And it lent the contrast makes the frantic frenzy parts more interesting and it makes the slow emotional uh contemplative parts more beautiful and i think that's yeah that's probably one of the stronger parts of the song for me yeah so it's this is very good at tension and release i think mm-hmm. key aspects of music tension and release it's good at that that i guess they've got a handle on on music that <laughs> i mean it's not samey that's definitely the case which is great because Sammy albums struggle with tension release because there is no tension because there's no distinction between a starting some point and another point because it's all the same throughout. So there's no tension or release. Here, I think um, the variety is good. It's solid. It's varied enough. I think we get. I think that none of the tracks feel like they're copies of each other or give the same feeling except for. Kondramalicha, Patella, and um, Slow, which happens right after it. And also, I'd like to note that the first few songs, they, they run right into each other. I didn't even know that Kondramalicha, Patella, and Slow were different songs. I thought it was just one long song. I well, it's like a continuation. Yeah, it continues immediately. It continues immediately. And so when I wasn't like looking at my phone seeing when the track stopped and ended, I was like, oh, this is just a long song. Like, I thought that the, the part of Condra Malaysia Patella was just the middle of that song. And, um, you know, John L. goes right into Marlene Dietrich. I like the, that aspect of it is that it starts fast and then it keeps the momentum going and then it gives you a little bit of a break with Marlene Dietrich. Um, where does this album... I mean, this album is, um, it, uh, all these, these songs, they, they feel like they're, they're, they're structured differently. And so it makes it a little bit harder to, it takes a little bit more time to study the album because, and the songs on it, because they're all sort of unique even though, and they've got to, to find the things that the common thread is a little more difficult. Um, but I think that the common thread with these songs, at least with the, the tone, is that it's like an anxious album at, at times. Okay, so like John L. Yeah. Anxious, anxious instrumentation. Condra Malaysia Patella. Very like on it the edge. Um, and then it contrasts this with calmer portions like Ascending Forth. But it feels like the lyrics to Ascending Forth and the lyrics to Marlene Dietrich, those two, Marlene Dietrich, those two calm, calmer songs, are commentaries on the more anxious songs, like uh, Ascending Forth says, everybody loves Ascending Forths, and it, I think it says something about how, let's see, Ascending Forths lyrics. Yeah, I took it as a... Yeah, it's like, like, it says... Um, sort of commenting on itself. How it's it also expected says, that people will like it. Yeah, it says, um, where is it? Everyone loves Ascending Forths, and then I think... It has to do with, um, I think he mentions like how it's the cure or the, 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 um, 
the treatment for something. Uh, yeah, in his dream, in dreams, he finds a cure that will now, that for now will suffice. Everyone loves ascending fourths, and ascending fourths are like, it's a music theory term. It's just an yeah. a, uh, it's an arpeggiated fourths just going up. Each mm -hmm. thing is separated by a fourth. Um, a, yeah, a perfect fourth, and um, it sounds it's funny because it's because it, 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 like sound yeah, exactly exactly. And brain so, likes ordered sound, ordered predictable sound. Order, but it, but specifically fourths and those like light fourths. Yeah. So like they're telling you, we know how to make you feel fine. Like we know how to to make something that is gentle, ascending fourths, right, and they're sort of like joking about it. Song in the album. They're joking about it because they're like, oh yeah, okay, whatever, ascending fourths. You want ascending fourths? Fine, we'll just play ascending fourths and you'll feel good. Great, here's the cure to your anxiety. Or we can play something like John L and do like a bunch of these. We know also exactly how to do the exact opposite, which would be John L or like on Schlangenheim uh, 953, which is the first track in Schlangenheim. Um, and then Conjure Militia, Patella, these songs like this. Um, they, know, they know what they're doing. And then they're joking about it in the last song, which is pretty funny. And they even, I think the most impressive part is that Marlene Dietrich is a really good song that's, that's like, could have been made by, uh, like, an actual lounge music act, you know? But it's, it's even really good for that genre. Like, it's completely out of, out of what Black Money usually plays, but they still kill it. And, like really well too so they really got a handle on on uh, how to convey emotion in music and uh, aren't afraid to go for you know the extremes of it like either sedated calm and sort of response which Marlene Dutrick gives or imparts and then you have you know Conjure Malaysia Patella and Hogwash and Balderdash which are just more frantic. Um, so tension and release, uh, a strength here. Limitations for the album, it's tough to identify them because typically I'd be looking for some standard to compare it to, but it's very difficult to compare this album to other albums for me because of just the sound is completely different from anything that I've heard except for some other like more math rocky I don't stuff, know. Do you have a? The sound might be different, but could you compare it on terms of just the arrangement of instruments? How we were talking about how it's sort of a not chaotic, but um, oh, you mean like the the? Um, it's very frantic. Sort yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Can you type think of, of any uh, albums such as that? I, well, uh, Meriwether Pe Post Pavilion comes to mind. Really, hmm. very different way, but yeah. uh, in a similar sense. Yeah, in the flowers, I think is a song that might be what you're thinking of, right? Or flowers, yeah. what it's called? Well, yes. like the whole album, but the whole album. <laughs> yes, it's definitely got a lot of our pet. Yeah, it's it's definitely got similarities to Meriwether Post Pavilion because of the the repeated, repeating, and evenly spaced instrumentals. Like the notes in these in the little riffs are are evenly spaced, and they're of the same length. So. It's like just sort of mesmerizing because you can't, it, at, at some point you get kind of lost in it. You don't really know where the measure starts and begins. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's really, it really kills. I just don't, 
I feel like there's a lot more to be seen out of this album. I, I need I need to listen to it more. <laughs> I listened to it like six times this week. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. Um, I, I feel like part of it, part of that comes from, it almost sweeps you up too easily. Like one, once I kind of, once you get through John L. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or like at least the first listen, you're getting through it. And then after that, you're like, if you're listening with intention, then you're kind of, you know, trying to focus or something. Um, yeah. Uh, after that, it kind of sweeps you up in the like more beautiful songs, I guess, or beautiful in the sense Marlene Dietrich, you know, conventionally uh, long tones, kind of sweet, sweeter sounds, um, less harsh uh, rhythms and tones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I definitely felt myself getting a little bit swept up and lost. Like, I would just lose focus. Um, not in a bad way yeah. just like I was like following it along and because they're at least the first four tracks are kind of squished together uh, or back to back at least they transition uh, smoothly well relatively smoothly <laughs> like they or at least they're connected like they one of them it just sounds like it what is that the end of um, Andre Malaysia Patella going into slow I think yep, yep. it like yep, yep, sound yep. it sounds like like slamming the brakes and then turning like it's such a weird <laughs> it's probably well, sounds yeah, silly yeah, it's, it's almost like, like a um skidding to a know, stop yeah yeah like in tom and jerry or like in a cartoon when they like <laughs> put their heels down after sprinting yeah. and then like the carpet pulls up and then yeah <laughs> yeah like they slide through the wall and they slide through another wall and then they slow well, and then they change directions they... it's like uh, it's very interesting um mm-hmm in terms of um, exploring, like you're like, oh, I wish I. At the beginning, you said, oh, I wish the album was longer, and then you're saying, I wish I had heard more. Um, yeah. One of the things that I only really paid attention to, like later on, is in uh, Hogwash and Balderdash. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like very. It's interesting because it's one of the songs where. In a, like somewhere around the middle, it kind of goes, it trans, like flips back into the serenading lounge singer voice. Um, mm-hmm. But then by the end of the song, it's like more demonic <laughs> and like more <laughs> corrupted than than John L or John Fifty. Um, John L. Where it's like uh, basically they're like doubling down on. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the flipping. I think I, I found that really interesting, kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. oh, here's like the beauty again. We're doubling down on demon. Like mm-hmm. we're like, we're, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't know. We don't usually do this, but I figured it might be something to talk about. What did you guys think the the themes were mm. of the album as a whole? Because I think we're all picking up on like the demonic, and then with the with the more mellow stuff, I got like sort of a churchy vibe. But I don't know what to think beyond that. And I guess no, not not. I guess uh, you guys were picking up on how they're intentionally sort of manipulating the listener into 
liking certain aspects more than mm -hmm. others, or they're aware of that. But do you guys have anything else to say on it? Uh, I think that the album is sort of a uh, uh, sort of almost contemptuous look at human psychology. First of all, John L is how easily people can be whipped up into a frenzy to believing things. Marlene Dietrich is um, a comment on, I think, the commodification of entertainment because there's the uh, lines like, sing the song we all know, the one that we'd pay for, um, uh. under soft lights with a taped back face, yeah, it's funny. It's like she's like he's like, oh yeah, this is like a this is all for show, and it's like he's just sort of shitting on it a little bit, and how silly everything is, and how mundane it all is. And then we have ascending fourth, which is like making fun of how easily music affects us by just playing with us. So he's he's playing ascending fourths, makes you feel calm, makes you put in the mood to be receptive to what he's saying, and what he's saying is that. Okay, whatever. I'm playing ascending fourths, and like it, you colors how you're in, interpreting the lyrics, but the lyrics are telling you that, you know. Dismiss, the instrumentation. Oh, no, 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 the, yeah, the, the instrumentation is telling you to listen to the lyrics, or is making you receptive to the lyrics because you're in a, cal a calm state because you're listening to ascending fourths, and okay. then the lyrics tell you, oh yeah. I know what's going on. I just fucked. I just fucking played you, basically. <laughs> so it's and and like same thing with um Condor Malishia Patella because that thing you were saying, Nico, about it switching directions, it just drops, and then it just spins around, like it's just playing with you and whipping you around this album. And uh, I think that lyrics also like sort of express a little haughtiness in terms of like the having a a privileged position above you in term as it delivers the music to you you know yeah. and also like it feels like the commentary has to do with like a sort of it's sort of a uh critique of you know how easily manipulated we all are by anything. First of all, John L, obviously, and then ascending force. It starts with what it ends with. It ends with what it starts with. It starts with what it ends with. Um, Nico themes. Where are you, Nico? Nico's dead. He's gone. Anyways. I think you nailed it, though, really. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, you, you got a lot more out of it than I did. <laughs> uh, I need to focus more on these. Mm -hmm. One second. Uh, okay. Well, Nico just came in and said something, but I didn't hear anything he said. So Nico has passed out from the sleep exhaustion. He's, he's gone. Something happened. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, but anyways. Um, the show will go on. Well, it's, it's fortunate that it's, I believe, oh no, it's his pick, right? It is. All right, let me just mm. check for a second. What, bro? What, bro? Oh, well, be back as soon as possible. Here's the pick. Or just text me the pick. Okay. It's currently... Um, 
What else is there to say about this? Um, what else is there to say about this? I can talk about the weaknesses. Well, we're waiting for Nico's laptop to be revived because it died. Yeah, Sam, um, we can, we can uh, keep talking. I think we can, yeah. Um, what, what were the weaknesses of the album? I think opinion. the weaknesses were, yeah, the weaknesses are hard to identify, I think, um, because... I don't, I think I could identify some of them. All right, go ahead. Um, I felt when I was listening that, especially on the more demented tracks, uh, it did have that element of repetition and such, which leads to a question of... I don't know, like I get the point of it now that we've discussed the themes and such, but there comes a point at which you ask if it isn't listenable, is there like a way to improve on that while still getting the same message apart? And what, what would mm. you think about that? Is there a way to both improve the listenability mm. while getting across that theme of <laughs> people don't like unlistenable things? Um, the unlist—it's not unlistenable. It's just—it's definitely. Uh, sorry, hard to digest. It's it's hard to get unreceptive. Into. It presents a barrier to um, to like. Yeah, it's definitely not the most. Go. All right. Okay. Back. We are back. Okay, I think that. I mean, continue. We're sort of wrapping up, but we have one question that you mm -hmm. missed, um, which is, what are the? Where is this album limited? What's its shortcomings? What keeps it from being um, better? I mean, I know that Sam, you already said that you don't think it's samey, uh, and I don't think it's samey. Uh, that would be much too harsh. But I think there might be times where it leans a little too heavy on um, similar patterns uh, to get the kind of franticness out. Yes. Um, um, and that just might be a limitation because, I don't know, there might be other thematically relevant ways or different ways to do that. But I, it's not like... A, yeah, it's not a big old deer. It doesn't really matter. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't really know what else. Um, one comment I just want to jump back that I was about to say before I uh, briefly left was um, I think uh, an interesting thing that also helps or is very struck me as very deliberate in this is the uh, use of accent. Um so in the very harsh uh rough sections there's like they're rolling r's and uh more clear uh i guess regional english accent or some kind of accent whereas in like the lounge singing it's very smooth uh on purpose obviously um but i think that yeah. just makes that like pushes the, the point even more it's almost like the contrast between like I don't know, like order and uh, uh, maybe the guy, the guys of religion, or the guys of the church, or something, and then like paganism and and kind of this cult-like, uh, I don't know, something like that. Those are those are the themes that I was picking up. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can't. Uh, I think that I can do final thoughts now. 
my final thoughts are that the album is solid, that it is um, dense. You can get a lot out of it. It has quite a bit of variety. I'm quite pleased with it as a follow-up to Schlangenheim. And I will be con I'll continue listening to this in the future. I Do I recommend this to everybody? No. Because I know a lot of people just won't like it. So if you like post-punk or any sort of... If you like Nirvana, you'll probably like this, I'm guessing. If you're able to handle that sort of... Uh, Abrasive I don't noise. know about that. Um, if you're able to, if you're interested in where rock is headed, or where guitar music is headed popularly, not popularly because it's used in everything, but where um, sort of you know grunge and post-punk and punk all led to, then this is sort of the bleeding edge. So if you're really interested in that type of music, then you should listen to it. But um, uh, the common listener unless you're you know interested in just learning about a, a very interesting and new type of music um, you can you can avoid it because I feel like you just won't like it you won't get it you'll it won't give you that much um, Parker do you want to do your overall impression and recommendation go ahead I would love to um, as I may have hinted earlier or maybe not maybe the listener might not have heard that part um, I do think this is art, but at some points it's not very accessible. Uh, <laughs> like you wouldn't throw this on in any sort of gathering or any, uh, I don't know, maybe some gatherings, I don't know. Um, which makes it extremely difficult to recommend to the masses. Mm. But if you have free time and you want to listen to an art piece, definitely give it a shot um, I think that they have interesting sounds I think it has quality on multiple levels they have interesting sounds they have interesting themes in both lyrics and in the sounds mm. um, it's well composed and yeah there are pleasant songs too not I mean about half the album is very accessible actually mm -hmm. by design um, so yeah, uh, overall, I guess, whole album isn't for everyone for sure, but the more mellow songs, the intentionally listenable songs are good for <laughs> just about anybody. Mm. Diamond Stuff, Marlene, Dietrich, Dietrich, Dietrich. Dietrich. just Dietrich, my English getting in the way, mm -hmm. uh, and ascending forth. <laughs> Very listenable. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend those if anything. Mm. You go. But all in all, very yeah, solid. Um, I. Uh, I mean, I agree with the comments about it being art, uh, and a lot of it's inaccessible, or not inaccessible. It's just, um, yeah, it doesn't. It's not popular music. Um, but I definitely think it's. It's like a very rewarding album, and there's a lot. Like I, like Sam said, like it feels like <clears throat> probably just scratching the surface of uh, depth or of like interesting stuff you could pull out of this and like listen to it. I haven't read the lyrics for all the songs, although I did read for some of them. 
um, yeah, it's. I think it's interesting and, like Sam said, sort of uh, cutting edge or bleeding edge of um, experimental uh, guitar music or whatever. <laughs> like whatever this is, math, math rock or experimental rock or progressive rock. I don't post know, punk. post punk stuff. It's post cool. Punk. Very good. Uh, yeah, a lot of people won't like it. I don't even. You'd have to like. Yeah, I, I, the comment about Nirvana, I think you're maybe, but like, I would be dubious just because the uh, lyricism of Nirvana is much more raw. Like this is, you know, has frenzy, um, and that's a similarity. But I just feel like this is. Um, it's putting on a lot more faces than Nirvana uh, is in in the majority of their discography. So I think it. I, I wouldn't draw like a direct like. Oh, if you like Nirvana, you're probably like this. I mean, maybe. Uh, it's yeah. I don't know. But I think this is like definitely more on like the art artsy. Uh, we know we're art and we're like skilled musicians. Uh, than like the kind of, I guess culture movement that ended up growing around Nirvana and the intentions behind the artists. But that doesn't really matter. Uh, I think it's very interesting and worth listening to, but most people will uh, want to spend the time with it. Mm. Alright, that concludes our review of Cavalcade. Now we'll do uh, our brief what, I've, what one thing you've been listening to this week that is not the album. I'll go first. I've been listening to Goo by Sonic Youth. Still continuing with my Sonic Youth kick. Um, it's pretty <laughs> Three good. weeks now. I think I think Goo is better than Dirty a little bit, but it's definitely different. So, Goo, Parker, what have what have you been listening to? Uh, Sweet Trip released a new album, mm. so I've been giving that a shot. What's uh, it called? What's it called? One sec. One sec. Oh, you're looking at it. You look for it. Okay. Uh. Oh, it's a long, long title. Has some ellipses. A tiny house in secret speeches, polar equals. In true sweet trip fashion. Um, mm. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. All right, Nico. What have you been listening to besides the album? Uh, very little. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, don't know, fucking, I don't know. Just the Same. stuff I have. No, no just okay. like my liked, just in order. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's mostly me too. I got only like halfway through yeah. the album. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now we got to do a listener um, correspondence. Uh, no one has said no out. one has said anything to us because <laughs> I don't believe anyone listens to the podcast or or knows. That's okay. I don't. I don't. I mean, it says that people that play the podcast that at least like two or four people for the newer episodes. But I don't. And they might. I feel like none of them follow us on Instagram at Music for a Hotter Future. <laughs> by the way, um, so we have nothing to say for that. But anyways, okay, we have the next next week's pick, Nico. Let's yeah. See um, as usual, I'm very conflicted. Uh, maybe 
mean, should I be practical? I basically am picking between two albums from one artist. Just pick your favorite. Pick the one that you think would uh, be the best to discuss. Also the one that you haven't heard front to back. I mean, I haven't heard either front to back. Uh, okay, which one, one do you is, think? One is 30 angry. minutes, 34 minutes, and the other one's an hour. Uh, okay, well. Uh, either one is okay. It's your choice. I'm not going to... Well, one is a 2020 it. album, and that makes it more interesting. All right, uh, we can do. We'll do. Gray, uh, which is an album okay. by Moses Sumney. Gray, G R, and then the like A connected to the E. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's. Mm. An hour, five minutes. It's like impossible. By Moses Sumney. There is a waterfall with a nude person on a rock. Uh, Yep. Yeah. I see that. So I I know very little, but uh, this guy has a song that features Suf John Stevens called Make Out of My Car, which I like. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I just, I save, well, I like, I put Aromanticism, which is the album uh, previous or like prior to uh, Grey uh, in my like to like listening like uh, albums I want to try um, and then I was uh-huh. clicking around okay. looking around I was like ah let's just do the newer one instead why not mm. so yeah Moses right, cool. Sumney Grey alright that's gonna be it for us this week it's a 2020 album um, it is a 2020 album. We'll be reviewing that next week. Uh, for myself, signing off. Bye. Bye.